that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course the tote.co.uk. It is Friday, which means Dermot Nolan is here and we're going to have a go at the place part. Hello, Dermot. Dino. How are you, buddy? I'm really well. All good. How are you? All good. All good. Good stuff. 250k on offer in the place part at Cheltenham. And it's going to be massive because this card at Cheltenham <clears throat> is also massive. To celebrate this and the proper return of racing after last week's Lingfield debacle, which we won't talk any more about, um, Jamie Benson is here. Jamie, joining us from some sunny climb. Yeah, yeah, I'm over in South Africa, exactly, on, on my honeymoon, doing exactly what I should be doing on my honeymoon, which is talking to you boys about National Hunt Racing. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you've been given the free pass, which is a good start to any marriage to get a free pass for something like this. And uh, so, so fair play. And uh, it's good to have you on here because we've got the Cheltenham Place Pot to try and crack. We'll also have a little um, mention of the other Scoop 6 races on the day, of course, across Saturday. Um, the trial uh, Trials Day betting tournament is back as well at the tote where you can try and uh, beat Benson, which is um, a little sabbatical, but of course... Jamie is here with us at least virtually and we'll be back properly in Blighty in time for that. And then the fantasy tournaments will also be on, although they're on every day, but Chapman will be the next one I'm playing, that's for sure. All right, why don't we get going? The first six races, by now you know the drill, to quote Jimmy Bullard. Um, the 11.40 at Cheltenham is the first race on an absolutely bumper card uh, there. And uh, Dermo, I was going to start with you. I want to take on Comfort Zone. I don't, to be honest. What? I, um... uh, okay. <laughs> Go on. Six is six of the quarter lengths behind Lossy Mount. Irish I, Irish juvenile hurdlers are miles, miles better. Um and they have been for quite a while now. Yeah, I've no interest in taking this horse on it. It's not all, all that long ago that Joseph O'Brien bought Facker Duderie over here and he absolutely swatted aside a field full of uh UK hopefuls. Uh there's other races where I definitely want to take on the favourite, but uh Joseph O'Brien with the form that his yard is in, no. Absolutely no interest at all. Okay, well, you know, fair enough. I was taking a little bit of kind of guidance from the previous couple of weeks we've done this with the two Jamies on here from the tote. Well, like, everybody's going to have that in. And if something goes wrong, the one I think you definitely want to have in is Scriptwriter, who I think will have no problem uh, making the front end of this race, even if it doesn't end up being the winner. Jamie Benson, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I do agree with you with script, Scriptwriter being the, the sort of insurance pick. Um but I, I, I'm in no interest. I have no interest in taking Comfort Zone on. Um, the form that he brings to this is is significantly above basically anything else in it. Um, and I think he's currently around nine to four. I think that still represents real value. Um, I'd be I'd be betting him down to sort of the six to four mark. So um, yeah, definitely Comfort Zone for me. And scriptwriter makes sense, like you say, to to hit the frame. Uh, you wonder whether one of these might be better than him. Jupiter to Dejit, if you will. Um, Dejit, yeah. Dejit, yeah. It, that form will be overlooked because Jet Powered blew out. I do think it's better form than than you might think. Um, I know that the more yard thought their other runner would win. So um, it shows that it was a strong race in behind, even though, uh, like I say, the, the odds on Fab blew out. So he's not one to ignore. However, yeah, for me, this is all about Comfort Zone, who sort of fell in at Chepstow last time, but was travelling the win. It looked like he was going to win 10 lengths. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that here. 
Okay, and you know what? I'm going to kind of have my way here, even though there was dissent amongst the panel. And uh, we're going to go with one and three, which is a bit of a cop-out, but that's comfort zone and scriptwriter in there. I thought we'd take a gamble in that one, but we're not going to. I've been overruled. Uh, let's look at the 1210. Uh, fascinating to see Venetia get another one from the Susanna Ritchie, Rich Ritchie colors demo. And uh, all the rage this fire dancer. I can't say I'm that enthused yet. Do you want to take this one? Uh, on? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, really good hey. last time. Brilliant last time. But um, yep. yeah, just, just gone possibly gone high enough but we don't know where his ceiling is or where this horse's ceiling is obviously uh stage star i've never been cracked by that horse i just think the really solid one from a place pot point of view is unexpected party who keeps running very well in very good races and this race for me now is below his uh his optimum level so um unexpected party dean would be the one here here for me yeah, I like that one too for Skelton's um, unexpected part. He got the tongue tie on first time. Does look the safe proposition. Although stage, stage star is very safe. The rest of them, I'm not sure what you're going to get. You could find something at a longer price. But um, Fire Dancer has potential to blow up, Jamie. And if it does, we'll get a few out. Yeah, I agree. He's just too short at the front of this market. Um, and unexpected party would again be my pick. So, um, yeah, very much rowing with you boys. He's running off 140 here, which is... Uh, a pound lower than uh, than the mark he ran off when being sent off eight to one for the Coral Cup. So uh, even though this is a yep. uh, chase uh, rather than that being a hurdle. So on all known form, you'd say he's very well treated. Um, and although he's been a bit novice thus far, uh, you'd say he's been safe rather than rather than anything extraordinary. And safe should be enough, I'd say, to hit the frame here. Um, so yeah, I think he looks rock solid for the post part. And then maybe another one at a slightly uh, bigger price, although actually not really that much bigger, is Dalamois. Um, for Tim Vaughan. Okay. Uh, he comes from a lovely staying family of Don Poli, um, and he will get further in time, you'd imagine. So uh, he, although one of the unexpected parties is a class above a horse like Dalamar, I would expect him to probably stay on into a place. All right. We've got a question mark here because I was writing down Banker next to unexpected party's name, having heard Dermo. And my own views, and now we've got Dalamar. So I'm put Dalamar in the plan, but in bracket, brackets, it might come out, Jamie. I can't yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think, whichever way you use. go with that, it's it. You're, you're right. I think unexpected party is is potential banking material. So yeah, I'm happy with that. Like second to McFabulous, second to John Bonnell, be it beating you know reasonable margins, probably let everybody down at Leicester. But um, yeah, with the potential that Fire Dancer might not deliver. I do like that one. Okay, look, Dalamar's there in brackets, and we'll go to the 1240. Uh, everyone's favorite race at the Cheltenham Festival is, is the cross country because it's when um, you really can't get to the bar. And so the 1240 at Cheltenham, Jamie, is this cross country. If, if the two big guns turn up, and when I say that, I mean on class uh, differentials, Manila Times and Delta Work, a lot of people will, will just use them for name recognition and the class acts in the race. But I don't know. Delta Wet does look very solid over Banks. It's probably hard to leave him out. Yeah, agreed. And although from a sort of win bet uh, point of view, I would I wouldn't be keen on him at the prices because this is a handicap, unlike unlike the festival, which is obviously level weight. So um, you know, yep. I, I would be more willing to take a chance on on sort of something a bit less exposed, um, particularly less exposed over Banks. Um, the one that sort of fits that view for me is is snow leopardess um who just looks like she's just lost her way a bit and and fallen out of love a bit with the game whereas this is the sort of test you can imagine a smart mare like her um it really capturing her imagination and then bringing about some of that return some of that form which has seen her 
so good over the entry fences particularly so she'd be a really interesting runner for me um, and at double figure price would, would represent a bet but I think Delta Work would probably be the, the place pot uh, selection and then if you're looking for, for others at bigger price at bigger prices put in there I would for place pot terms I would try and just stick with with horses that know this course well you know the likes of Diesel Dallier that you suspect is, is going to find one or two too good but knows how to get round um are always very very handy to have in but yeah yeah i had a similar one in mind in plan of attack who's got yeah. obviously similar form and although let the side down maybe at christmas i thought from kind of if we're just gonna have one bet in the race i might chance dara keith and henry de bromhead with plan of attack who does seem to know his way around here as you explained those two would make sense Dermot, what do you think yeah i like kind of attack um a 12 to 1 Dean Easy's land is jumping off the page a small bit as well off 134 if John O'Neill can get him anyway back at all just don't read his form figures like that's a it word, yeah literally <laughs> but yeah just back at this course again off a mark of 130 that that only nine years old that is interesting and uh, really really is uh like if it was just up to me now I'd be putting plan of attack and Easy's land in but uh plan of attack is still on a very good mark considering how well he handles this track um, and to be honest, he'd be he'll he'd be one of my actual bets tomorrow. So I'm definitely happy to put him in here on a place spot team. Yeah, I think we might go Delta Works. Snow Leopardess who could be uh, rejuvenated here, as could Easy Land. But at least Snow Leopardess is consented to kind of run some kind of race in recent memory. Um, Easy Land, though, yeah. At one time, was all the rage for this demo would have been all over this, wouldn't it? Would have been favourite. Would have been uh, twelve stone, really. Sure, you know, uh, was was literally yep. the king of this whole yep. whole division. Some, toppled some toppled tiger roll. So, so yeah, it's a uh, a very very interesting mark there in those colours. All right, look, I'm settling with Delta Work, Snow Leopardess, and Plan of Attack. But yeah, perfect. Um, you know, I can understand the easiest land move. Demo, talk to me about the um, the Clarence House chase because it looks like we're going to get the match that we wanted, which is an Urgemine against Edward Stone. Uh, you can't discount the lights of Editor De Geet after what happened uh, uh, last time. And it's okay, you can discount Editor De Geet. <laughs> um, so it's, it's only <laughs> there's only two to worry about here, Demo. Do you want them both? Uh... I just want to know as I mean I think he's really short footed I think uh, I know Edward Stone oh he is that I yeah. know Edward Stone yeah. has come out and everything else but uh, and Erzman was good enough to give Shishkin a, a good fright at his best and reasonably has nearly broke Shishkin's heart that day really by by, by pushing him so far and and Erzman to come out from that battle because Shishkin hasn't been the same since to go out and win a champion chase afterwards and come back again and look as good as he is. I do think he's very, very good. And I think Edward Stone is very good. I think this horse is very, very good if you see if you saw what I, I did do. there. Uh, but um, I think in Erzman, yeah, Dean, I, I'd be napping him anyway. Yep, two varies versus one very understood. Um, J- Jamie, this is the one that like, you know, if an Erzman's not there, this pot's getting bigger. But maybe not because everyone will have Edward Stone. Yeah, I mean, really, for this to materially change, you need both out the frame, um, which obviously yeah. is a massive price to happen. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's it's an argument. Chuck him in. Um, he'll get, he should get round. You would think he wins um, and, and you move on. And there, are, there are so many difficult races on this card that um, you don't, don't probably don't need to go about being clever in a race like this. Um, just back the fab and move on there. <laughs> Agreed. I'm happy with that. Let's uh, let's bank there. We might have two bankers here, which gives us lots of rope at this point. Um, the 150 at Cheltenham, uh, no one can argue this, it's already in the line, is uh, Il Rodoto, who will win 
uh, this handicap chase at 150 and uh, finally come good. They've added a little bit of new headgear here for this pocket rocket, only six. I think they might go for Grand Anion again after this, even though that would be uh, a drop back and trip. A bit more experience this time around. I think it will go well. Demo, are you on the Il Ridotto uh, train? Yeah, actually, that was that was the, the only horse that I really had any interest in here. From a place point of view, I thought... Uh... Uh, David Maxwell and simply the vets could be interesting because this is this is down on the mark now that this horse won um, a very decent race here and David Maxwell might be the best man to pick from a win point of view but to be just staying on board stiffly and staying up to, to place he might be the the worst one to add in but um, Il Rodotto Dino I'm completely behind you Alright I don't mind simply the vets in there at all I think you know, we, we, we will need something because you can't go with one ear, any kind of carnage, and you might be out of the race completely. Jamie? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree on both counts. Uh, I mean, simply the bets, we're, we're, in, we're in danger of getting some pretty expensive territory with him. Well, certainly I am. Um, he's, just, <laughs> he's just so attractively handicapped that, I mean, I'm just, I'm just starting to question whether or not uh, I'm doing the old, you know, definition of insanity and continuing to back him. But I'm willing. I'm willing to give him one more go because um, these, these two and a half miles. That's my punting strategy. That is my <laughs> punting strategy. Insanity, insanity that sometimes. Yeah, pays. exactly. Uh, very much lemmings off the cliff, eh? But um, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 having said all of that, I then was about to suggest another horse, which I, is almost more cliff horsey for me, which is Caribbean Boy. Um, but yeah. Yep. You know, probably not from a place pot point of view. He, he kind of wins or blows out. But what is interesting for him is that uh, I think this is his trip, two and a half miles. I think that's about right for him. Didn't quite get home over three miles last time. Uh, he's got he's got James Byrne back on board, who's two two from three on him. And on the third run, he lost a shoe. So um, I think that makes a big difference, having him on board versus Errol Jacob. Maybe this horse is just a bit moody. Um, he's he's very talented. And, uh, you know, his, his career is a novice showed what he could do um i always think back to his win at i think it was in newbury was it where he just jumped absolutely beautifully the whole way around so if he gets in a, a nice rhythm i think caribbean boy is a massive price um off a mark and he's two pounds higher than when he won a couple of starts ago yep i i think he should go in i think you know this has got potential to to um to boil over if the if the top ones don't go loads of people have cliff horses in here there's so many um regular favorites as this series of races tends to bring you anyway so um all right, I've got Il Rodoto, simply the bets and Caribbean boy. We should be all right there because, as I said, Il Rodoto will win. So hopefully we pick up another line. Uh, 225 um, at Cheltenham is the actually the last leg. And uh, oh, clearly the, the, the highest quality race of the day is the, uh, is the Cotswold chase. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you first. Is the Gold Cup winner in here? I'd be surprised. I'd be, I should put it this way. I'd be disappointed okay. if the Gold Cup winner was. Okay. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I think Protectorat's the right favourite, and and is the likeliest winner. Um, can can one of you lads please talk me out of backing a horse in your eight to one here? Like it's absolutely got no chance. So yeah, yeah he's go. not good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, but I just think that's it. I think <laughs> that's, that's, what my te- that's my technical assessment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Jesus. You think you think back to his no, RSA? That was a bit. That was a bit too efficient. I was. <laughs> 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 Jesus, uh, yeah. No, I was just always. I think back. I think back to his RSA run, then his run at Aintree, and I, ju- you know, I, I, I wonder whether he just had, was a bit, a bit off at the start of the season. Something niggling him, um, you know. 
I don't know. I, I think I'm talking around in circles too much. Stick protector in. Let's move on. <laughs> you lads, you lads, help me. Help me uh, well, on you know, counselling. It's 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 the last leg. I mean, look, a hoisinure is fairly priced, but the race isn't at Aintree, and he hasn't put it all together. You could argue only at Aintree has he put it all together since that RSA. So, yeah, I, he wouldn't be for me. The noble Yates protector out is a discussion. I think we need to have Dermot. Yeah, well, first of all, a high senior has all the ability in the world. He's just a bit of a dope, and I just think uh, dopes for a play spot are inadvisable, really, aren't they? Um, yeah. just, no, I, do, I, I would, I would yeah. agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. I think he's, he's he does. He has all the talent in the world. Yeah, um, he really does, and he's one of those horses where if he was like twenty to one in a in an entry bowl or something like that, you you definitely back him in it because he he will win another big one someday. But just uh, he's just he's head wrecking. Um, Noble Yates is good. Like I think this is the battle for which horse will finish fourth or fifth in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. So like it's it's a race that um I struggle with. I don't rate Protector at very well, but he's probably the best of these. But Noble Yates stepped into form territory last time that was way beyond anything he'd ever done before. Uh, whether that race fell apart or what happened, um, I'd be sticking Noble Yates in, but that's my Irish bias. So um. I think I think we can have both in, and you're definitely going to get through. Would be you know, from, if you're not trying to like find the winner, you're definitely going to get through doing yeah. that. Um, both both of them will probably run fine, not fall, and be involved at the end. I, I'm keen on Protector at stepping forward again. I thought it stepped forward, obviously in a Gold Cup last year, and then didn't go right, and then I thought it stepped forward again this season. I, I think the mark is justified at this point, albeit there's probably better in Ireland. Um, definitely the best of what's in the UK. He's the best. He's better in Brave Man's game. Yeah, I think for, for this test, probably, yeah. I mean, Brave Man's Game needs to go and do it at Cheltenham outside of that Ballymore run, doesn't he? So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's had one I, run there. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know. And it, within it, 10 if, lengths of Brave Man's Game. Well, I, you know, I'd like that to be the case in the Gold Cup, so I don't think Protector would be my pick for it. But for this, I think he's going to, I think he, he should be able to handle Noble Yates, albeit that Noble Yates is an improving uh, eight-year-old that, that keeps doing it. Fair um yeah, I think both both get through the play spot though, don't they? Yeah. I mean, just yeah, in do. terms of that's what we want. Um, all right. I think we're done that. We've actually got two naps though. So, you know, the question goes back to Jamie. Do you want Dalamy in that second leg? Yeah, I mean or or another, if there was another. I do I do think we should probably if we can afford it. Yeah, I wouldn't be napping one in that card anyway, to be Yeah. We have Sorry, that that is, that's yeah, in. That's yeah. in, yeah. Yeah. So at the minute, yeah, the perm goes two, one, three, one, three, two. Yeah, because I'd be so I'm, we're obviously keen to take on Fire Dancer in that. And I just have a really yeah. nagging doubt that Stage Star isn't anywhere near as good as he he has promised to be. So I'm happy to take those two mm-hmm. on, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yep. All right then. But look, for want of absolutely having a horrible podcast to do next week on the basis that we didn't put it in. I'm going to put it in. So, I wouldn't um, wouldn't worry, Lance. I've put up some absolute yokes here today. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about a hoist in your Jesus, I suddenly looked at myself like, Jamie, what are you you about? (laughs) There's there's lots of you around with that hoist in your sickness, and it's not. I'm I'm new to it. I didn't even ride the wave on the way up. I I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, move on. You're, You're. You've spent too long on your holiday there. Yeah, so maybe. We're going we're gonna to skip that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's the pod then. So then we go two times two is four times three is 12 times one is 12 times three is 36 times two is 72 bets.
for this week's Lovely. play spot at Cheltenham. Uh, we will stake it responsibly. We will put it on bookmakers.co.uk on the play spot uh, page, of course. I'm sure many of you getting regular um, viewers of that. <laughs> Hopefully you're picking up a few quid. Um, and that will be there uh, later on today. So thank you very much. Now, the Scoop 6 is also in play, uh, Jamie, this weekend. And uh, you know, do you know what? They've set up a feast because they didn't include most of those races at Cheltenham. They started a little bit later. So the 150s in there, of course. Well, I've already given you the winner of that with Il Rodoto. Um, but there's a couple at Doncaster and a couple more at Cheltenham to consider. So I might just throw these at you in case there is any uh, thoughts that will help anyone. Uh, Dermo, Doncaster 240 is that grade two novices hurdle. Uh, it does look very good. Plenty of recent winning form and top form actually um, in here. I'm considering uh, stay away fate will just be too good and the market suggests that it will be. But I mean, you could like a few. John McConnell sending one. He doesn't normally waste the, uh, the travel. Yeah, John McConnell... Uh... He's a good horse as well. Uh, I'd have nearly went for a handicap of 135, and I think he, he's a good bit ahead of that mark. Um, so running here of 135. Grand Swire. Yeah, no, yeah. I think he's he's a very good bet. I really do. Um, mm. I okay. think he's he's an excellent bet. Uh, ben Harvey as well is one hell of a young jockey. Um, Grand Swire, he's, he's the form. He just keeps winning. He just keeps improving, and I think he'll prove, prove too good here, Dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, he doesn't waste those trips over John McConnell, man, who normally gets it right. And Grand Soir for Dermo, I'd probably stick with the Nichols one at the top. But I did think you'd go that way. Jamie, any views? Uh, I'm also with Grand Soir. I think he should probably be favourite mm. um, on everything he's done. It's just, you know, the, the promise of what Stay Away FA could be uh, probably, uh, you know, has the market a bit more interested than Grand Soir, who, for all intents and purposes, has been there and done it. Um, I think he's a cracking bet, like Dermo says. And I'll be having him as leg one of a Donny win double with Galore in the Skybet uh, handicap chase, which I suspect we might come into next. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where it is next. The 315 at Donny is also in there, of course, the, the Skybet handicap chase. And uh, GA Law or Gar Law or Galore. Um, actually, Galore makes sense. I, I've never called I, I, I have it. I have it on good authority from connections that it's Galore. That's definitely right. It's definitely right. I just don't know why it never <laughs> hit my brain before. I've always gone GA Law or Gar Law, and it's fact, Nebra. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, James Nolan and Jonathan Bett. I mean, this does look the right race for them to go for after um, after those those Cheltenham heroics from before, Jamie. So that's pretty. Yeah, sure. exactly. They 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 quietly think he's going to be a Gold Cup horse uh, in time. So uh, if you have pretensions of being a Gold Cup horse, you'd like to be winning this uh, off off a mark of one fifty, and um, and I think he will. He, he was he basically stayed his way to victory, didn't he? In, in the in the Paddy Power, um, having hit hit a few yep. and met some trouble as well. So. Um, Beating a good horse uh, of Mouse Morris's then as well. So I think that is phenomenal form by far the best on, on show here. Cloth Cap's always dangerous off a mark, uh, I think lower than when he won the, the Hennessy. So that might be interesting from a win only bet. But um uh but Galore for me is is would be um one of my one of my bets of the day. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense that in that three fifteen demo, would you echo that? Uh, no, I really like T for free, the second favorite. Uh, I think this <laughs> fair enough. I think this horse is really improving. I, Lee Pynchon is class as well. Um, he's to give over stone to that horse. I think he's very good, Gallop, but um, I think T for free is really improving. And Charlie Longson has really pulled his yard back again because they were really gone, gone off into the wilderness. He was the him and Tim Vaughn were the up and coming trainers for years, and then just the thing. So it's great to see the boat coming back. And Charlie Long's in particular, and I think T for three. I think Galloc could could go on and improve more, but I don't think 138 represents how much this horse 
is improving. I will literally pinch and claim another three pounds. Yeah, and he'd be hard beat. Yep, yeah, it'll have to be a very good effort from Galore to, to hold that one at bay amongst a couple of lurking handicap um, droppers below. Um, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's 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 more than fair. I think Demo 335 at Cheltenham's also in there. That's the Ballymore Novices, um, which is uh, a grade two there. Uh, Henry II, another Paul Nichols one at the top here. Pembroke's very interesting for the Skeltons. Uh, you might have something else there. Uh, this is one of those races that is just unbelievably hard to actually pick apart properly. Um, the, the form, it kind of doesn't doesn't collide too much. Uh, I thought Can You Call was quite good last time. I do like an Evan Williams uh, runner in, in those colours. will usually be staying on to be finishing third somewhere in the, a Grand National at some point. Um, but <laughs> I thought Can You Call was very, very good last time and at those odds. Very good. Beat a horse I fancied as well in Herman's Boy that day and absolutely destroyed, destroyed it. it. So and I think yeah. the yeah. prices here are mad on him altogether. Absolutely insane. So... Um, off 17 to 2 to be the feel like this I think he's a cracking price for it I really do fair enough can you call is the fancy for demo in that 335 at Chatham uh, Jamie any views uh, no uh, li- I like can you call uh, my other one against the field would have been rock my way for Sid Hosey um, you know he, he was beaten last time but we've all been caught goes to the uh, grade one at the Dublin Racing Festival and um, they were the, the pair yeah. were 20 odd lengths clear of the third um, he was 6-6-1 that day for Sid Hosey he's probably going to get overlooked um, yeah, you wonder how much that form is worth, but uh, the time was decent enough, and yeah, I think he he's an interesting mm. runner here. Yeah, it'd be a good test for that form because um, any uh, regular listeners to the race, I know we're all been keen on. We've all been caught uh, for the Albert Bart. They're going to get tested at Dublin Race Festival and tested here at Cheltenham on Saturday in that form. Uh, there is another Donny race that I have to admit the three fifty at Doncaster. I have no idea. That's why you two lads are here, Demo. <laughs> uh yeah it's uh it, it, it's quite a doozy of a race all right but that's that's as far as uh <laughs> that's what that's why it goes in the scoop six it cannot that's be straightforward that's probably as far as i can go here uh the one the one i liked here which i thought could could, could be a decent price is uh taste like fear which i am tasting right now trying to look at this race but uh i thought this, this stop, stop. i thought this horse could just keep improving and uh sam uh, and his great jockey brilliant yard and actually the Richard Newland yard was really down and out really bad poor form altogether. they seem to be slowly but surely pulling themselves back together again so tastes like fear at decent odds here here for me well they're giving it the maximum amount of wind ups to try and improve those regular positions and uh, yeah you can tell I'm just spinning this off the race card <laughs> Jamie you must you must have something better <laughs> oh of course no, I've gone through this with a fine tooth comb and um... yeah yeah with all the racing on this is the toughest race to go and look uh, at I I, I've got well, all I can tell you is I've got JT in my um, in my horse tracker, so okay. that that's as, that genuinely as much as I can tell you. Um, I haven't I haven't given this the greatest amount of thought, uh, given I'm currently looking over Table Mountain. That's fair <laughs> enough. I, I really can't blame you for that. Um, that's totally fine. Good luck with anyone uh, trying to work out that three fifty. We have been no help, but I do think we might be able to give you a steer on the four ten. Um, at Cheltenham, which I think is the last leg of the Scoop Six on Saturday. Um, this is a fascinating contest because you can argue that my, high, my eye is uh, well handicapped and back from a, from a break where perhaps it didn't go well on seasonal return. But one four two is probably not the ceiling for Harry Fry and Lurk and Mortar, uh, Murter, I should say, with my eye. But there's one below it in Picard that's absolutely barnstormingly well handicapped. And although it all went wrong at Newbury on bad ground with conditions changing and all that, I think this is a whopping bet. I'd be all over Picard here, Dermo. 
Yeah, get that. Um, that is the one. Yeah, that that horse is tremendously well handicapped, Dean. Yeah, no, I'd be following you there as well. Fair enough. That was my case well made. Obviously, yeah, 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 for once, I, the I always uh, my first instinct is take Dean on, and I I, I couldn't find anything. Couldn't find anything. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, Jamie. I mean, there there are plenty of options here to take on Picard, and you have to do you do have to overlook that blip last time. Yeah, and you know, I just wonder whether uh, also the Skelsons will be looking to get a win into him to get him into any Cheltenham handicap hurdle as well. So um, very much one two nine is not going to be enough, exactly. is it? I think they can take they can take a little bit of extra baggage with them. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you'd say he'd be off for his life now. So no, I'd be I'd be with you there. My side, I agree. Uh, makes an appealing handicapping case on sort of grade one form from last season. Um, and then and then also the other one that probably more of a watching brief than anything else, but Fortinet has been unbelievably disappointing in two starts in a grade one and listed race. Um, and yeah. she now comes here off a mark of one, two, eight. So you'd think that, that if she's not showing anything in this, you're, you're in proper, proper danger. But um, I might have a small win only bet on her as um, clearly she's shown them something at home to, to uh, yeah, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have started her in a grade one. That's quite Larry from, uh, from, from, from anyone's point of view. So Fortinet win only maybe. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And the other one I wanted to throw into the mixer, if you're looking to add a few more in here, is Campron, who now obviously the charge for the Coral Cup starts here, I would imagine, after last year. And um, yeah, I think Campron would be interesting. doesn't have to do anything in this race, though to be in the right position for a Cheltenham handicap, I'd say. Just get it back and the wheel's in motion again. Okay, Jamie, quick bit of housekeeping now because obviously we talked about the 250k play spot at Cheltenham, which we've obviously had a crack at and the perm will be up on the website later on today. We talked about some of the other Scoop 6 races, um, but the tournament is back on Saturday where we can beat them. Absolutely, absolutely. You've sort of heard some of my uh, my very dubious thoughts. So it's not going to be that hard to beat me, I suspect. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a £5,000 pool, as always, shared between anyone who uh, who makes a profit uh, and has three bets totaling over £10 to qualify, uh, then if you beat me, um, which, like I say, is probably not the hardest thing this weekend, uh, then you'll, you'll get your share in that. Uh, it's normally anywhere from sort of 20 quid up to a few hundred. Um, so always worth getting involved in, uh, as well as prizes, first, second, yep. third, for whoever makes the most profit. Um, and also worth looking out for the fantasy tournaments um basically it's been it's been a, quite enough time racing wise obviously with all the abandonments and stuff but the pools are starting to build quite nicely starved um on yep. on fantasy and it's it's just it's great crack it's a great way to have um your your afternoon's enjoyment for a small fee similar to a play spot except you can't go out in the first leg it's the glory of it um so you're in, you're in it to the end so worth worth that adding that to your punting arsenal but loads 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 going on um, all, all at toad.co.uk. Um, so yeah, it's yep. very much worth getting involved with everything. I'll be involved in both of those oh, on uh, Saturday. The only time I've managed to beat Benson is when you've done it in. So <laughs> you know, we haven't actually had a duel where we're both having a good day. Yeah, so, Jamie Hart uh, always, worry, always goes on at me about how uh, we we never dovetail on it. Anytime he makes a, a decent wedge, and it's like brilliant to beat Benson's dividends going to be massive. I do it in, and then anytime. Uh, he just sneaks into profit. I've, I've actually tend to had it away. So uh, yeah, the beat Ben dividend never never plays in his favour, um, but maybe it will in yours. Yep. <laughs> maybe it will. Maybe it will. And if it was like me and Demo against each other, it would always happen because his first instance always to take me on. So either he's going to do well or I'm going to do bad, which which probably makes us a good play spot duo. Yeah, Demo. yeah, of course, of course, of course. 
<laughs> let's find out. All right, listen, the pen will be up. Now, remember, um, final bit of housekeeping. There's no podcast next week, is there, Demo? Because we're doing the Dublin Racing Festival uh, preview and it will be recorded. recorded live on video on YouTube. So, yeah, it should be good fun with David Jennings uh, as the host and then the usual gang of us, Cass, uh, Aspel, Paddy Aspel. I know why I reverted to the common people by their surnames. I never do that. Uh, Dean Ryan. Cass and Aspel. Jamie, yeah, Cass and Aspel. Yeah, Kane and Abel. Uh, Jamie Benson, myself. Uh, and you're a good self, you know. Yeah, and I've been sacked from the host duties. My favourite evening of the year, one of those. <laughs> and uh, and of course, the, the Cheltenham one's not too far away either, Dermo. Only, what, four weeks until we roll that one Only out? Only four well. weeks, and we'll have the panel announced more than likely uh, race hour on Sunday week. We'll have that after the whole, the whole buzz of the Dublin Racing Festival has died down. We will announce that, but look, there won't be any shocks there anymore. No, if there was any shocks, we're only going to get yeah. out for it. Where's Mikey? Yeah, that's fine. Understood. All right, cool. Uh, my thanks then go to Jamie Benson, obviously on his travails. Uh, get yourself back to Blighty in due course. Um, Demo, thanks very much. As I say, the perm will be up on the website. We'll be back next week for the Dublin Racing Festival preview. And until then, be lucky this weekend. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out the tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing.